Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. G'day and welcome to the COB for a Thursday. Andrew joined by Scuddy. Scuddy, another red day. Goodness, um, look, we finished off about 1.2% lower. And the banks, they continue to bleed. Yeah, uh, a third day of heavy selling in that uh, that sector, going and falling to the lowest level since uh, March of last year, March 2021. So a really abrupt break lower, a technical break as well. So uh, not looking very good at the moment when it comes to the financial sector. And of course, it's not the biggest in the other uh, index now, but certainly a pretty powerful weight. And uh, the actual overall benchmark index today, uh, the XJO closed down 1.4% after the final price crossing. That was the lowest level in four weeks. Yeah, I'll get to some of those stock movements in just a moment, but also taking a look at uh, bond yields at the moment locally, Scotty, what's your reading of that? Because what the 10, um, almost hitting like a, an eight-year high there, um, and this obviously comes in the wake of the latest guidance from the RBA. Yeah, and look, a lot of it's global-driven as well and what's going on when it comes to crude prices and the like. I think we're at or very, very close to the, uh, to the Nadir and bond yields. I do not imagine they're going to go much higher than what we're looking at at the moment. Otherwise, it will cause some serious carnage, not only for, uh, for markets, but also the real economy. Mm. Uh, so that's something to go and keep in mind. Of course, that's just my own personal view. Uh, but uh, looking at some of the inflation indicators, some of the growth indicators, uh, starting to roll over. When they roll over, no, bond yields aren't far off. So keep a close eye on that. But at the moment, really inflicting some damage, uh, particularly on those long-duration parts of the market, especially those that are a little bit vulnerable with balance sheets. Look, not a lot of corporate news to go on today. Uh, there was some news out of uh, Syra, um Resources that had an attack on its mine in Mozambique. As a result, I think it was off about um, 10%. Uh, we look more broadly at the resources. Uh, Fortescue actually managed to, to, uh, to end in the green, but uh, more broadly, it was all down. Uh, lithium stocks, another big fall today. That's a, certainly a repricing going on right there. Uh, and uh, interesting too what's going on, I guess, more broadly with resources given China. Um, it's looking more positive, certainly as far as the reopening is concerned. And, of course, the PBOC is going to do what it takes to get that economy moving. Well, the trade data that came out today was quite yeah. positive, very positive. But then uh, just towards the end of the, uh, the, the close, and I was talking about it uh, in the actual close program, uh, there's some reports that had come out from, uh, from Beijing that uh, fresh restrictions are being put in place in uh, some entertainment districts to go and close, the, uh, to stop the spread or attempt to go and curb the spread of new COVID infections. And uh, looking at Chinese markets today, they've been up and about recently, uh, but certainly not today, uh, down quite heavily. So obviously a few people are getting concerned about their potential that we're going to go and see fresh restrictions and, I dare say, fresh lockdowns again. I hope it's not the case, but uh, I've been banging on it for a while. Uh, you cannot combat Omicron. The rest of the world knows it. Uh, let's see if China goes and comes to that conclusion as well. Yeah, no, just interesting just as far as those latest uh, trade uh, figures out of, the, out of uh, China's concerned. Uh, exports up close to 17%, so it's a big rebound, obviously, 
I've seen factories, you know, back in production, some of those logistical bottlenecks solved. But yeah, it remains to be seen, obviously, what they're going to do with COVID. Yeah. And, you know, still sticking with COVID zero, apparently, even though no sign that it's working at this point. Yeah. Attila Widnell from uh, Navigate uh, Commodities, I had him on the, uh, the the program to go and discuss the iron ore figures that came out today from the import side of the equation in China. And uh, he said that uh, there's no shortage of demand for raw materials, but uh, lower grades and uh, the steel output is, uh, is not as high as what it is at the moment. But activity on the ground up until this news today will start to go and pick up. So keep a close eye on that one. So, Scotty, where do you look for value in this market? Uh, look, I was speaking with James White uh, from Lesson, and um, look, we were talking about energy, where those prices are going, and his thesis is if you're using something, invest in it. Well, we all use energy, and we know where those prices are going, so that's exactly where he's looking. Uh-huh, exactly right. Uh, look, uh, and where do energy prices go and settle from here? Uh, it's anyone's guess at this point. Uh, backward-aided markets, so I know futures curves are suggesting prices are going to go lower, but they've been saying that for quite a while now, and it hasn't happened uh, getting worse, we know that the, uh, the conflict in Ukraine has is, uh, is exacerbated that and the other uh, sanctions on Russia. But uh, we know that there has not been a lot of uh, investment in that traditional energy space, and that is something to keep a close eye on in an era of energy security. I know you also spoke with Anthony Golowinko from MLC Asset Management. Uh, he, he came up with a couple of interesting stocks to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to give them away, but uh, really well-thought-out thesis to why they liked them, uh, also through a macro lens, so both the you know, bottom-up and top-down approach to looking at these companies, so definitely worth a listen. All right, so look, we've mentioned where the market is at the moment, uh, certainly the ASX 200, it is approaching uh, 7,000 again, it's getting back to that level, so really interesting to take a look at, at charts at the moment, and uh, fortuitously, we did that today with Carl Kapalinga from Think Markets and Gary Glover from Novus Capital, who uh, was a what we call a charting masterclass, in fact, uh, analysing where we're at, uh, particularly with the ASX 200. Let's have a listen to what they say in some of the key levels. Here, I think, for the ASX 200 is that we are at a pretty um, important balance point. So... For me, technical analysis, charting is all about understanding the balance between supply and demand. Supply, right. demand, interacts, gives us price. Uh, and you know it's the oldest rule in economics that when supply is greater than demand, prices tend to go down. When demand is greater than supply, prices go up. What we're seeing right now is the third potential scenario, which is supply and demand are relatively balanced uh, and you get this sideways pattern. The A6200, I'm a little bit concerned. I, I think we're just starting to just lose that grip on the finger fingernails there. I'm worried if we get below 6930, I, I think that would, uh, it's gonna be hard for me not to say we're in, in a long-term downtrend from there and certainly below 6758. That's the bear case. The bull case is we get ourselves back above 7289 quick smart. We really just need to be looking at price and volume. Those are the two oh. really key ingredients. We've got lots of other bells and whistles we can use in charts, you know, lots of other indicators, but if we're looking at price and volume alone, right. that, that'll sort of, uh, you know, the great traders, good technicians, they'll, they'll look at these sort of key things here. So right. I've kept this chart pretty simple here, Koshi. So we can see here with this current rally that's going on there, see how I've, I've put an arrow there with a, what I call sort of wide up days off the lows here. Yeah. And some of those days are accompanied by some of the lightest volumes that we've seen here. Right. And look at our sort of three, what I call three sort of down days, sort of like what we call sort of selling days. Yeah. And we see the volume almost double what, mm. what, what we're actually saying. So every time we sort of get to a high level, 
and then we see a sell-off, we're seeing what we call distribution type volume there. So, so it's a big sell-off. So NASDAQ's doing the same thing, s and is very similar. So right. we're rallying on really light volume. Right. And every time we face a little bit of a hit and we start to sell off, the volume really picks up here. So um, as Carl's sort of getting a bit worried about this market, the volume dynamics here, the distribution, is indicating that this is not a very strong market. All right, so I'd do yourself a favor, I'd suggest go and uh, log on to uh, the Ausbiz uh, website, pull that up that episode of The Call. Check out those charts. Look for those key levels. It's pretty instructive. The fan mail was phenomenal out there. We thank you for all the feedback. It, uh, <laughs> it was great. And uh, just looking there, it was really noticeable in the daily chart there that uh, Gary Glover had up that the days that we're seeing pops and, and the market's starting to go and try and bounce, very, very weak volumes. When it goes down, the volumes are massive. So yeah, not a great, uh, not a great uh, thing from a technical perspective right there. So, Scotty, let's look ahead. Now, tonight, another big one as far as central banks are concerned, the ECB. Um, even uh, Christine Lagarde has been dragged to the party. Yeah, I, I wrote a view last year saying that there's no way the ECB will ever get to the point of normalising policy. Well, here I am. I got it wrong. And uh, <laughs> they're getting very close to it. I think it's going to lead to a policy error. But uh, we'll see what they have to go and say. Uh, certainly trying to go and, uh, and get consensus with that governing council right now is, uh, is more than trying to herd cats. Uh, how it actually comes out tonight, how the statement reads, how the new forecasts come out, be really important. But that press conference, she's got to nail it. Otherwise, it could be some, uh, some pretty gnarly price action. Yeah, look, we'll have comprehensive coverage, of course, in the morning at Ausbiz. But look, expectations at this stage, they're not going to move tonight, but they will next month perhaps even as high as 75 basis points. Yeah, uh, that's to go and kick off a, a tightening cycle for you know, the, the refired rate, that is phenomenal. Well, and it's I, a shock. Given the demand side of the equation in Europe is, uh, is much different and much weaker than what we're seeing in other jurisdictions, so I'll be shocked if they went down that path. But yeah, they've got to stop buying assets so that's what will be announced tonight then we'll get a clue as to what happens in the future will they go and kick off with a, a softly softly uh no move to try and get it back to uh, to zero percent uh or will they go the whole hog well across the eurozone inflation is hot but in some places it's like almost hyperinflationary. Yeah. in others it's just normal and how do you go and, and solve it, a problem like that it's uh yeah good luck yeah well it probably helps turning off the tap that's that's <laughs> yeah, one start. exactly but, right uh look of course a lot of this is obviously contingent on what's going on in ukraine as well and no one knows where and when that is going to finish yeah we just, uh, hope, we just hope it finishes soon yeah absolutely absolutely and uh look beyond that i guess you know stateside uh clearly investors are waiting for the next big inflation read that's what they're sitting on yeah get inflation out there tomorrow evening also in china we'll get some inflation data out as well so lots of risk events to go and end off the week and of course we've got a long weekend here in australia Woohoo! we're all excited about it. pumped up at Oz because i'm sure uh no deaths around the country as well you're probably getting pretty excited which means that i dare say there'll probably be very very thin volumes going through maybe we'll get a bounce on friday friday has been by day over the last few weeks. Maybe it'll be the same again tomorrow. Cross your fingers. Wait and see. Have a look at Ausbiz. See what happens. Meanwhile, have a great night. You too. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers. 
providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. 